somehow we've made this to three seasons. I don't know how, but people keep listening, so we're just going to keep talking. So for our cold open for season three, I'm not doing them anymore. It goes back to Shane, and here he is. This is Detective Don Brodka from Try and Save Security. That's right, Don Brodka. Your son Bart has been caught shoplifting, uh, yeah? It's a shame, I know. But, well, try and have a Merry Christmas. They weren't home. And, uh, as you can see, Shane's voice is even deeper right now. And it sounded ultra, super suave and sexy. This is the radio voice. I don't know if you knew this, but Shane, he does commercials for phone sex ads all across North America. So there's a chance while calling up your phone sex line in places like Nebraska, Yukon, or one of them other places near Yukon, that it might have been Shane who was talking to you. Single moms in your area. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It could have been the single mom you could have been talking to was actually Shane. There you go. uh, Yeah, yeah, that was that was nice. Nice pulling out the uh, especially when your voice is kind of deeper from uh, Shane had three drinks yesterday. So he is crazy. (laughs) Went to an office Christmas party. It was just like the movie. Yeah. But but was it actually good? Uh, It was okay. It was just nice to be with coworkers outside of work. Yeah. But besides that, it was uh, the music was way too loud. Yeah. Yeah, had to and yell every time you wanted to talk. In uh, like every major city, that's just a custom, right? Like every, every place you go to, bar, whatever it is, it's just like the bass is just pumping and it, it's like eating your heart while you're trying to stand there and you can't even talk to people because your heart's being eaten uh, by by the heavy bass, right? Uh, yeah, it was much too loud. Um, yeah, too loud. Like, hey, it, for all the DJs listening, like I get it, you want to like set the mood, but... You know, part of the reason why people go to parties is so they can talk to each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you ended off um, season two instead of on a low voice note, it was a high voice note because you ended off with uh, Lisa, it's your birthday, of course, talking about Stark Raving Dad to kick off the third season here of Simpsons uh, episode by episode. Uh, We were going to have a guest and I was really hoping he'd sing for us, but we're going to save him for a little bit later. Um, Some technical difficulties. Uh, Mm -hmm. His computer blew up. Um, I think. And so uh, now he's trying to get the computer repaired <clears throat> after it got exploded. Uh, so actually, you know what? Before Everyone knows Star Craving Dad has Lisa, It's Your Birthday and Michael Jackson and stuff like that. But before we kind of dig into how the episode came to be um, with your ultra sexy, suave, low Shane voice right now, um, I want to hear you give your best Lisa, It's Your Birthday, but actually try to be like high like like in a Michael Jackson type voice. Oh sure, okay. Okay, you ready? Um, I'm, yep. I'm just gonna count you down right quick. Three, two, one, go. Um, okay. Uh, Lisa, it's your birthday. Happy birthday, Lisa. Something like that. I don't know. Okay, okay. You went a little bit higher than I thought you would. You would get. That's good. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Um, we kind of we got a lot to say about this one, right? We've we've talked about this. It's kind of been on our, um list of episodes that we were like, Oh, we really want to get to this one. I know you've got a lot to say, uh, about this one. Um, yes. Uh, there's a lot of uh, history with this episode, uh, that came to be after the fact. Uh, mm-hmm. I think when they got Michael Jackson as a star guest on this episode, uh, it was a big deal, but not for the reasons that it is now. Uh, he was just, uh, at the top of his game. He was, you know, a super popular 
uh, pop singer with a huge fan base. And it was like, it was a big deal that he was on The Simpsons. Yeah. And so let's take it back to like right when this happened. So this was around like 1990 because this episode came to be the idea of it anyways and stuff um, was around the time instead of them going to Jackson's agent, Jackson actually came to them and he's like, hey, I want to do an episode. Uh, and so this episode was written specifically for Michael Jackson, which is pretty rare, especially for um, him to come to them. It's not like they fin- season two had finished. And then he Mm. came to them for season three. It was like during the real early days of the show being a standalone series that he came to them and said he would like to be on. And he was like, he was pretty involved in it. He, um, it was him who had the idea of like Bart going around the town and hyping up that Michael Jackson was going to be coming to Springfield. And he specifically asked that he and Bart sing a song, um, in this episode. And so they like, he wanted to read the script beforehand, uh, in the table read. So they all went to imagine like going to Michael Jackson's house. And this is before uh, like all the diddling allegations and stuff came out. This was like sure. you said, this was still Michael Jackson who had released thriller and more recently had released uh, bad. And so uh, they went to his house. Dan Castellaneta Homer was late by half an hour, but they had a, like a, an interesting table read. Jackson was kind of quiet. Everyone was pretty um, on edge because they didn't really know what to say. Uh, and so the two things that kind of ended up happening from this episode that are weird, just the episode itself, not the aftermath, um, the singing not done by Michael Jackson, it was done by a Jackson impressionist named Kip Lennon. Um, now there's two reasons why, uh, it's been said that Jackson didn't sing the, um, songs in this episode. He didn't actually use his voice to sing. Do you know what the two reasons are? There's one fake one and one real one. Uh, so my mind just probably goes to money. Um, would it have been too expensive to get him in the booth and sing? Was that it? So the the common, uh, I guess, myth or theory is that, or whatever you want to call it, is that Jackson, it was contractual obligations where he couldn't lead his singing voice to something that wasn't a, uh, you know, going to be for a record at the time. That's not true. That's actually a myth. Uh, it has been said that Jackson wanted to, I don't understand this because it doesn't make any sense. Um, he wanted to prank his other brothers, you know, Tito and Jermaine and Jeffrey, whatever the hell the other one's names are. Uh, and he wanted to play a joke on his brothers to see if they could guess if it was him or not, who was actually singing. I don't know why he would find that funny because it's not. Did you ever get an answer to that? Did, did they know? I don't know. Somebody go, somebody who's listening, go ask Jermaine Jackson, whatever he does now, if he's, still alive i think he is go ask him if he ever thought that it was funny or if he figured out that michael wasn't singing on this again i don't know why he did that nobody seems to know why it's pretty stupid also he didn't want uh he agreed to be in it he liked the script but this was the last guest who uh went uncredited he went down as john j smith and after this they were like okay you know what we're having all these big names on we can't have the stipulation anymore they go uncredited you know dustin hoffman did it MJ has done it from now on. If guests are going to be in the show, they have to lend uh, their name to the show, which is pretty fair. I, I would, I would say so. Um, yeah. Considering that yeah. Michael wanted to do the show, he wasn't even approached. Um, yeah. Again, another oddball Jackson thing that doesn't really make sense, but that's what he demanded. So this episode, um, it's interesting that throughout the night. So this came out in September of 91 shortly after this or kind of around the same time, this is when kind of the allegations started against Jackson. The first bout 
of allegations, but this episode still kept airing in reruns. Uh, it, it, it kept going after in the early 2000s when he was accused again. Um, again, Jackson was never uh, convicted of anything. Everything was settled out of court. So everything yeah. is, again, alleged here. Um, it wasn't pulled. Actually, it was it was uh, replayed further after his death in 2009. It was only in 2019 um, after really the series. Really recent, yeah. Yeah, uh, that, it got, that it got pulled <clears throat> for the allegations that came out in the show where a couple of uh, people who claimed that they had been assaulted, sexually assaulted by Jackson, only then did it finally get pulled. You can still watch it in some places, but you can't watch it on um, uh, Disney Plus or any of the DVD re-releases. Uh, but you can still on like YouTube and Google Play and stuff like that. I believe so, the documentary you're talking about is uh, Neverland Ranch or something, whatever. Finding, something like Never, that. Finding Neverland, Never- I think it's called. Yeah, something like that. That's what kind of stir up stirred up all the controversy again was uh was that documentary uh funny enough the person that was not i, ble- I believe the person that was not in that documentary was uh, macaulay culkin who yes. hung out with mj a lot and he's gone on record multiple times uh, he's been on the joe rogan podcast as well and he was asked like basically the question outright and he said that michael jackson was nothing but kind to him yeah yeah, if uh, there's a character witness to call for any of the, like we're not we're not taking a side here. Let that be clear. No, um, I'm not taking a side. We're just yeah. presenting the information as it presents itself. Um, yeah, there's obviously people that claim that he did do certain things, and there's people that claim that he never did anything. The only thing I will say is it's not as if MJ was going out and grabbing these children and bringing them in his house. These parents willingly let their kids hang out with an adult male in his fun house. Yeah. Yeah. So if anything, yeah, that's a some of the blame weird. has to go to the parents. Uh, for sure. Yeah, uh, indeed. Um, so the, I guess the big question comes to me because there's, it's a, it's kind of a, he, he said, she said type of situation here. Um, where, like you said, some are saying, you know, he was a bad dude. Some were saying that he was a nice person and the allegations are all made up. So with that being said, uh, should this episode be included on uh, any sort of streaming service? Is is there enough rationale to take it down? Like, should we be doing this episode? Should we be even giving the time to, to Michael Jackson? What are your thoughts on that? So this is actually a great episode. And it is. I think that you should be able to separate the person from the art. Uh, so... One of my favorite movies is American Beauty. Yeah. So um, Kevin Spacey is the main actor in that movie. Uh, recently, you know, he's still going through uh, his own allegations at the moment. Uh, he got dropped from House of Cards. Um, you know, a, a lot of people will say that they don't want to watch anything with Kevin Spacey in it. Uh, to me, I separate the art from the actual person. So I still enjoy the movie American Beauty, for example. I think it's a great movie. Uh, And, you know, similar to that, uh, we still, you know, I still like this episode, uh, regardless of, you know, there's so many allegations against uh, Michael Jackson that some of them have to be true, right? Uh, If they were all false, I'd be very surprised, you know. Uh, But... To that point as well, you have someone like um, 
uh, who is Rihanna's uh, boyfriend again? I, I figured that's where you were going, Chris Brown. Yeah. So Chris Brown, he he did beat up Rihanna. That is unequivocally like that was proven. He was charged. He went to jail. And then after he comes out of jail, he does like this big performance. He releases music and his music is still on the radio. Yeah, so I the, just saw the, him the on. Democracy uh, is ridiculous. Yeah, I swear. Not too long before recording this, this is in November of 2022 that I just saw he was up for an award on the American Music Awards. So it's like, well, I, I, I understand where you're going with that. It's like, wait a minute. Why are certain people uh, who were convicted of, of certain things, uh, they're, they're kind of getting a, a re- like, look at Michael Vick, everyone after after he went to yep. prison for his dog fighting and then he went to play um, when he came back and played for the Eagles. Uh, they even make a joke about it in the office when somebody um, kind of calls out someone for liking Michael Vick and Daryl says, Hey, you know, Vick did his time. He kind of paid his dues. So it's, it's weird that that's the, like some circumstances people seem to be like, Oh, hardcore. I'm not including so-and-so because of what they did. And it seems to be more mostly when it's an allegation, there's no actual. Um, right. Allegations are really hard now because if you have a social media account and enough following, you can pretty much stir up allegations without any proof. So the whole thing of, you know, uh, you are innocent until proven guilty really isn't the case because brands will not touch you um, if you have, you know, these allegations in the media. Even though sure. you're technically still innocent, you're still being punished. For something that you may or may not have done um so yeah that's just the society we currently live in uh i do understand the thought of someone who has done something uh that is uh you know bad wrong or whatever and you don't want to support that person anymore because you feel like you're kind of feeding the beast uh like for example i if people told me that they were boycotting chris brown i'd be like yeah that makes sense like, he was he was, he was convicted. There was there's legitimate legally he was convicted of what he did. Uh, but even so, if you like some of Chris Brown's songs and they, uh, you know they, they give you uh you know that serotonin, dopamine, whatever boost that you need in your day, and you can, uh, you can separate what Chris Brown as a person is versus the music that you listen to that he helped create. Um, I understand that too. And I think it's healthier to separate uh, the artists and the arts. So Right. So like, for instance, if we take it back to your um, example of Kevin Spacey, when you're watching American Beauty, you're watching whoever the character, I don't know the character, I've never seen the movie actually. Uh, oh, it's a great movie. His, yeah. I've heard, whatever his character's name is, that's who you're watching. You're not watching Kevin Spacey, you're watching no. the character. Yeah. That's, what you're, that's what essentially you're saying, right? Yeah, uh, and he is he is a really good actor. So when you do watch the majority of Kevin Spacey's movies, like Seven, uh, technically not his movie, but you know he's in Seven, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert, by the way, uh, <laughs> he's the killer. Um, so <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you can still enjoy media even though people are basically terrible people, but they just happen to be associated with some things that you like. Uh, I think that's a healthier uh, way to go about things. I'm not for this whole ban culture. Yeah. Yeah, neither am I. I, I don't. I, I. It seems that everyone gets upset at something, and then it's like I have to ban 
or we as a, as a society have to ban so-and-so. And typically it's, it's without any sort of conviction. It's only based on allegations. And uh, you're right. Mostly today we, we live in a, a world of um, guilty until proven innocent when it should be the other way around. Uh, that's the law. That's, that's, you know, I can't dance around that. That's, that's the law right there. Um, so I'm, I'm with you on that sense. So, um, Yeah. Yeah. Before we get into the episode, though, I will say that usually rich, powerful people, they do not get uh, tried or they have access to resources that people that do the same crimes uh, do not have access to. So often, even though they should be convicted, they are not because, like you said, they can settle out of court because they have a lot of money. They can, you know, mute people so they can stop. Like that is a whole... I also get that. So it's mm-hmm. quite possible mm-hmm. that there was a mound of evidence against MJ that got squashed and thrown under the rug because they settled out of court. Uh, like, yeah, I, I agree exactly. that that's an issue. Like, the likelihood is, my train of thought is, MJ probably did do some really weird things. Uh, he was a very eccentric and odd person to begin with. His mm-hmm. whole history is very odd. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if he did something wrong in that regard but uh, this episode is still great. <laughs> so. Yeah, let's get getting back to the episode instead of our our thoughts on, or I guess our displeasure with the overall tone of cancel culture, if that's what you want to call it. Um, the uh, the actual episode is fantastic. Uh, this is one of those rare episodes where, again, a celebrity is involved, and you get this a lot in the earlier days of The Simpsons, where there's a celebrity involved, but. They're not the even though even though they might be the the kind of the centerpiece of the storyline. There's actually an episode around it. It's not just this person's in it. Watch because this person's in it. Well, this person's actually going to be featured in a really cool way where the story actually um, takes shape uh, uh, around them. They were even going to do this for Prince. They had they were going to write a sequel um, to this and, and base it for Prince. Prince said no. I don't know why, but he didn't want to do it. Um, All right, I do remember hearing that. Yeah. Right. So yeah, they were they were able to work in celebrities without it being, you know, a token guest spot to get views. Like there was a point you wanted to see how they'd um, fit into the story instead of just them strictly being there. Uh, so for this one, I do remember it being uh, quite funny. I love the reasoning um, why Homer ends up in the mental hospital. Um, I love the whole storyline with uh, the guy who thinks he's Jackson. With Leon, uh, there's a lot to work with in this episode. Uh, I am going in with my highest rating that I have ever given in a pre um, pre rating nine point five. Yeah, you know this is a really good episode. I don't I don't blame you for going in that high. Um, I'm gonna go in with a nine, even going though nine. I, I am feeling your nine point five. I, I might I might meet you there after the episode. Um, but I'm going in with a nine. This is one of my favorite episodes. Um, I th- and I yeah. really, I really believe, I, I want to know what you think about this. Um, I really believe that the writing room, when they found out that MJ wanted to be on, like he asked to be on the specific episode, they probably looked around and said, we, we got something here. Like when somebody of that stature, he was one of the biggest stars in the world at the time. So when one of the biggest yeah. stars in the world is saying, I want to be on your show, they probably thought, uh, well, two things. One, we've got something here. If he likes it, like the king of pop likes it. Um, and two, if he's going to be on, we got to hit a home run here because everybody is going to be watching this episode. 
before we uh, get into it, because we have, this is probably our longest intro ever, just because the topic is so easily discussed. Is this a lot going on with this episode? Mm-hmm. Uh, not on Disney+, Plus, not airing on TV, only available if you have a uh, DVD or you're using some nefarious like streaming service or something like that. That's the only way you can watch this episode. Uh, yeah. Uh, what is your favorite MJ song? Um, I'm not a huge fan of his music. Uh, like there are some sure. songs that I don't mind. Uh, you can watch this episode on YouTube, but YouTube, it is on YouTube. If you, if you, do oh, it is, it's not copyrighted. Yes. Well, YouTube's not always great with that. Sometimes no, right, no, I mean like the official Simpsons, like where you paid it, like where you rent the episode or whatever. Oh, you're right. Um, you can basically rent. It's like straight from the DVD basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would have to say, uh, um, probably either, uh, bad or, um, or uh, beat it, probably my my favorite. If I have to pick one again, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of his. Sure, yeah. Um, you got one? Uh, yeah. So like, beat it is definitely good. I like Billy Jean. I think that's good too. Um, uh, who doesn't like Thriller? Come on, Thriller is fun. Uh, yeah. Especially the music video for Thriller is arguably better than just listening to it. the The video, the choreography in the video is is great. Um. But no, I, honestly, I'm not a huge MJ fan, but there's one piece of work that he did do that I didn't find out later after my childhood was over and I wasn't doing this anymore, but... Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. He composed music for that. Really? Yeah, but he went uncredited, similar to what he wanted to do with The Simpsons. But uh, he did compose music for... Sonic the Hedgehog 3. It was like my favorite Sonic game growing up. Played that a lot. So that's like a cool little uh, tidbit. So... I- I had no idea. That's actually kind of neat. He probably reached out to them after playing the first Sonic game. It was like, hey, this is cool. Can I help? And yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that that's that's probably it. Anyways, yeah, he was he was he had his hands in everything. It's not a joke or anything. Like he he was all over the place. Um, this episode, before we get into it, because we did this in season one and season two, what was kind of going on in the world when each season started? So it's season three. This one came out September nineteenth, uh, nineteen ninety one. Uh, top song in the U.S. is a song I've never heard of. Adore Me Amore by Color Me Bad. You know what that one is? I have no, no idea. No, it sounds trippy, though. Say, yeah, it sounds like something that's kind of like um, still had some 80s influence in it, but was like early 90s, obviously. Um, a top song in Canada by Brian Adams. You know what? It's, uh, not, it's not Summer 69. It's not. It's from that stupid Robin Hood movie. with um, Which one? There's a lot of Robin Hood movies. <laughs> that dumbass one with uh, Kevin Costner where he has the really bad oh, Irish accent. Everything I okay. Do, Brian Adams, written for that one. That was the top song in uh, Canada. The Penguins, they just won their first Stanley Cup. Mario Lemieux got his first cup. The other MJ, Michael Jordan, he and the Chicago Bulls had just won the first uh, their first Larry OB um, around the world. Jeffrey Dahmer, he got caught, and then uh, he got the dead, I think. I think they killed him, yeah. Yep. Uh, so- Soviet Union really began to fall apart um, all through the summer. They? Yeah, yeah or, or did they? Yeah, <laughs> stay tuned. Um, uh, summer, uh, huge albums get released. Metallica releases the Black Album. Nirvana releases the album with the baby that uh, I forget, even though I don't like Nirvana, so I don't care. Uh, Guns N' Roses release uh, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2. And uh, the Super Nintendo debuted in North America, and North America got introduced to the very wonderful game that is Super Mario World and all the other great uh, SNES games so that is it that's our kind of long ass intro no, we for should our plug thoughts. our twitter so people can cancel us no 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you want to cancel no. us, this is how. Yeah, um, you can you can follow us or unfollow us, I guess, or even block us, mute yeah, and sure. block us at uh, at Simpsons underscore ebe. Uh, I typically throw up a poll once a week. I want to hear your opinion on Simpsons stuff. I might come up with something uh, based on this one. There's one still running based on the worst episode of season two. Do you want a a, a, a teaser of where we're we're sitting right now? Yeah, yeah. The, right now. There are a couple of other fan votes, but right now Bart's dog gets an F leading the way. I think I got 24 hours left on yeah, this one. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. At 39.3%. Uh, so that is the, that is the, the top one right there. Um, yeah. So we, we, we told you what was going on in the world. We told you about MJ. We told you about our thoughts on cancel culture. You don't have to listen to us anymore. You just cancel us right now. But if you don't, let's just get into Stark Raving Dad. Here we go. All right. So we get into it. It's the fall of 1991. As I said, Simpsons going into their third season. They knew they had to knock it out of the park because they had Michael Jackson on. So let's see if this one is actually uh, as good as we remember it. Chalkboard gag? Meh. I'm not a dentist. Yeah. Uh, he, well, he isn't. Yeah. I wonder what he did to have to write that, though. Was he pulling some tooth? Maybe Millhouse's. Uh, I will say that Nick and I saw the opening for the DVD menu of season three, and it was uh, really good. Yes, uh, we're gonna have, yeah. yeah, we're going to have to get into that at the end of season three, our kind of favorite parts of the DVD menu. That couch gig was good. They uh, they all kind of sat back at the same time. They went through the drywall. That was good. That's, yeah, that's one of the better ones in a long time. Okay, so we got a good couch gig to start. The animation on Bart while he's sleeping, they kind of reuse that when he's, uh, um, <laughs> I can't think of the episode. Hey, there's Richie Sakai, produced by Richie Sakai. Yeah. Everything in the background is, like, higher quality now. Like, the photo of Krusty and everything, it's just a lot clearer. Yes, everything. This is when it's, this is like a new era, essentially, of Simpsons. This is the start of the golden age. Bart, will you please let me pour my little heart out? Sorry, this old timer does ramble on sometimes, don't he? Bart, I do so much for you, and yet you have disappointed me on every one of my birthdays. I've okay. made things for you, uh -huh. but you've lost the okay, broken okay. hours, but okay, okay, we'll okay, 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 it's done. I'm doing it. Birthday gift coming your way. Oh, thank you. Bart, watch Maggie while I get the laundry. Can do. Mmm, crusty hotline. 1-800-9, what was it? I'm not sure. I'm... The crusty hotline. If you haven't asked your parents' permission, naughty, naughty, but Krusty could give you $2. <laughs> Gold Carney Krusty. I always wonder what kind of people called these things. I don't, I don't even know if they exist anymore. Oh, wow. Maggie's got, uh, got jumps. Maggie's adventurous. Well, in the Tracy Allman shorts, she was pretty active. She hasn't really been so much in She was in like the, the main character in Tracy Allman shorts. Yeah. Uh, that happened to me. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, you uh, no. It happened in the worst way. It was right before karate class. So I had to go with a pink uh, gi. You had a pink terrible. gi? Really? Uh, no, well, it, it, it was white. And then someone threw No, oh, I know. Red. I know. Yeah. But yeah, I had to go till I could afford it. You know, it's not cheap. So they had to... Uh, I had to wear a pinky, I think, for two classes. Oh, no, 
notice if you wear a pink shirt to work. This is kind of weird that, like, in 1991, I, did people notice? I know it's just a joke, but, like, was I wonder if this was actually a thing. Well, again, Homer's the outsider. Nobody even wants to be an outsider. One of your boobs from Sector 7G. Simpson, eh? Well, judging by his outlandish attire, he's some sort of free-thinking anarchist. I'll call security, sir. Excellent. <laughs> yes, these color monitors have already paid for themselves. Oh, yeah, that's that's absolutely right. They were black and white for the first two seasons. That's true. Now that's the true. monitors are color. It has pink frosting. <laughs> hey, Lenny's wearing a white shirt, too, instead of his... Lenny always wears dark. It doesn't mean I'm some kind of a... Pink donut eater. Do you like wearing uh, salmon shirts, as they call them? I don't think I have anything that's pink. I don't even have a lot of stuff that's red. Spare me the tiresome antics of the Simpson family. Take him away. You know, Mr. Burns, his body cavity search revealed nothing. Maybe he's telling the truth. Smithers, I seem to recall you had a pension for bell-bottom trousers back in 79. Sir, that was my costume from the plant production of HMS Pinafore. No, yes, of course. First uh, mention of the HMS Pinafore, Sideshow Bob will bring that up later. Oh, yeah, I forgot Dr. Monroe comes in here. Yeah, this is like one of his last kind of, yeah. Before they said he died in the clip show. Monroe take-home personality test. 20 simple questions that will determine... I think that was the first accusation that Smithers might uh, not be totally straight. Uh, I think in Blood Feud, he kind of, like, he kind of get it. Because he, he does say something along the lines of how he knows Mr. Burns in and out, like, everything. Oh, I see what you mean, yeah. This is an intimate psychological profile. I can't fill this out for you. He asked other people to do it. It's, it's a it's a and a like a multiple choice. Like homework, could you fill out this form for me? Well, all right. If you listen to the poem... No! Okay. Meditations on Turning Eight by Lisa Simpson. I had a cat named Snowball. She died. She died. I used to say this all the time, people. She lied. Nobody ever got it. No deal. <laughs> Dad, maybe you should do this. Son, I love the, the, the stupid line for dog on fire because it's something you could see Bob Saget saying. On America's Funniest Home okay, Videos. Oh, yeah. That kind of sums up America's Funniest Home Videos. People getting injured, uh, baby videos, and and dogs. There you go. Oh, the best part of AFV was uh, was the pets. Yeah, pet videos. I always like stupid people getting injured because it's their fault and they do something stupid. A lot of trampolines, yeah. My neighbor now has a trampoline. I could probably, from my deck... Jump on to jump on to it, break a leg. It's a good thing you don't drink. Uh, the devil with his it is. Open. Right. Uh, they just on the floor with bugs Old hand staff. Has that stamp on his hand is Put him in with the big white guy who thinks he's the little black guy. Was Michael Jackson even, 
like, did he look black by 1991? Has pigment been lost so much that he was starting to look Caucasian? I am not sure when he underwent that. It's, it's around this time. Yeah. Close to it. So this is this is Jackson talking here. This, so all the speaking roles are him. I've heard of you. I mean, you'd have to be living under a rock not to know. What'd you say your name was? Michael Jackson. I like that. I really like this is a good joke that Homer's no way is. No. Beat it. You beat it. Thriller. What was that last one? Thriller. Nope. Well, how about this? Billy Jean is not my lover. She's just a girl who says that I am the one. But the king. And that is the impressionist. Yes. That should be the impressionist. Wow. For the singing parts. Do that thing with your feet. The no, that thing with your feet. <laughs> so just raise your heel a bit and put a little pressure on the ball of your foot. Uh -huh. <laughs> he just goes forward. <laughs> nice little visual joke. Like nice Why'd they put you in here? Because I wore a pink shirt. I understand. I always thought Leon looked like a distant brother of Barney. What'd you wear? He's the same face. Covered in rhinestones. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's a crusty episode in here. Or, sorry, uh, Itchy and Scratchy episode. Yeah, we hadn't seen Itchy and Scratchy in a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't go wrong with Itchy and Scratchy. Uh, just like in real life, right? A cat, if it got its head exploded and was wearing a party hat, the head would fall through the hat. Oh, yeah. That's, that's science. Sure. That's science. Skulls are uh, really, really uh, thin on cats. Yeah. Oh, nice callback to, uh, to, uh, uh, Science what, one, no, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Oh, what's that's the, what that, yeah, yeah, that's well, what like that I, whole scene was. <laughs> oh, this is just... <laughs> okay, five times nine. Forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is all from one flew over the cuckoo's nest, yeah. Oh, man, I love the... Hey, Chief, hello. <laughs> Well, it's about time somebody reach out to me. Like that. That's <laughs> no great. one ever said hi to him. <laughs> and the fact that the the speed dial saw the talk shows at the time. That's great. I mean, they think I'm a good Man, there's so many jokes compact into that last 30 seconds. And references. Oh yeah. Where rich women lose weight. Joe's crematorium. You kill him, we grill him. Hello. Who is this? I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? I'm Michael Jackson. The Michael Jackson? No way. It's true. I'm with your father in a mental institution. <laughs> Imagine hearing that. Yeah. It could be. It's a big hospital. Oh, come on. If you're really Michael Jackson, who are your last four dates for the Grammys? Brooke Shields, Diana Ross, Manuel Lewis, and Bubbles. Timbers, you are Michael Jackson. I guess in an era before internet and Wikipedia, I guess a lot of people wouldn't know that. Really so yeah, you'd have to be a huge... I guess he's a huge MJ fan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, poor lobotomy Homer. <laughs> That's all right, son. Well, there's probably a downside. <laughs> uh-huh. New Bedlam Asylum. Mm -hmm. Loves us. Needs us. Fears he may never see us again. Got it. I love the casual way that Bart delivers that, or that Nancy delivers those lines of Bart. Just like, his dad's in a mental institution. And he's kind of taking, yeah, like, oh, it's like oh, somebody taking the orders for pizza. Now, Homer, don't you worry. Your family's gonna be here before you know it. Forget it, pal. There's only one way out of here, and it ain't pretty. What's that? Dating a nurse. Hmm. That, uh, that character has a very similar voice to another. It's a wise guy, yeah. Yeah. Poorhouse. Crazy house. Poorhouse. I have a fear. And tell me if... Well, it's not a fear. 
but I thought, as we get into better episodes, because, I should say, as the seasons go on and the episodes get better, the, 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 the references, the jokes and everything, they come at you pretty fast. I have a feeling we're going to miss things or talk over things. Yes. Because there's so much going on and there's so much good stuff. I would agree with you. I think that is going to start to happen this season. I think it already happened a couple of times this episode. Definitely, definitely. So yeah, this is the impressionist guy again here, Kip Lennon. No relation to John Lennon. I love how that just puts Homer straight to sleep. What's that song called again? The one that's he's singing right now? Uh, I'm not sure. To me, because he said, you got a friend in me, I'm thinking Toy Story, but that's not it. No, that's, that's uh, no business Randy Newman. Oh, this is brilliant. I love that Homer doesn't understand this. I'm going to speak in the history of the firm, okay? The job is my life. Then one Monday morning... I got up. I couldn't leave the house. I just couldn't. Was the door locked? No. <laughs> I just couldn't face what was out there. Was it raining? No. Homer, Dave suffers from agoraphobia, a fear of open areas and crowds. Please, Dave, go on. Thank you. Anyway, that day I knew I, I, I just couldn't make that long drive to work. Were you out of gas? <laughs> <laughs> Baby. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry, but your husband suffers from a persecution complex, extreme paranoia, and bladder hostility. Doctor, if you just talk to him for five minutes... Right, medical son, Bart, knowledge with the Simpsons is bladder really hostility exists. Mm. Oh, Mr. Simpson, you've got a visitor. Don't! Marge! Oh, Man, they feed them well at this institution. That was like 20 pancakes. That's a lot of flapjacks. I can't eat that much flapjacks. You no, eat, like, flapjacks no. are one of those things, if you see a snack like that, you'd be like, oh man, I could pound those flapjacks away. And then you eat two, maybe? You know, oh, I had enough flapjacks. I feel like my the most I'll ever eat is five. Yeah. What uh, what do you call them? Pancakes, flapjacks, griddle cakes, or Johnny cakes? Uh, when they're made with lard, I call them uh, flapjacks. When they're just made... Hmm? Wait, you make them with lard? Oh, well, no, I'm still alive, so clearly I don't do that all the time. But um, they're better. They're really crispy on both sides when you use lard. Everything's better with lard, except for like the health issues with it. But no, when they're made the regular way, I call them pancakes. I always say flapjacks. I just love saying that. Poor Lisa, the poor forgotten middle child. Yeah, no kidding. Boy, when I get home, I'm going to wrap my hands around your neck and smother you with kisses. Homer, whatever they got you on, cut the dose. Now listen, I'm bringing Michael Jackson home to stay with us for a few Shouldn't Bart be seeing this right now? Lisa was literally right next in the room now, in the kitchen. Sure yeah, that's a continuity area. Yeah. Um, Homer, I'm a vegetarian and I don't drink. Are you sure you're here voluntarily? Yes. Now, Homer, please make sure he doesn't tell anybody I'm coming. Yes, Dad. I solemnly swear I will not tell another living soul. No, not even Milhouse. Like, I definitely did this, too, if I knew that it, there's a celebrity coming to my house, or what you think is a celebrity. No. <laughs> I love that. Can you keep a secret? No. Michael Jackson! Yeah. Ed Bella! Wait a minute, I gotta call on the other line. Michael Who the hell is Ed Bella? I'm not sure. Michael Jackson! Michael Jackson! 
Everyone learns about Michael Jackson. We've just been handed a bulletin from our rock and rumor department. That's right, Michael Jackson, the thriller himself, is moonwalking his way right here to our very own Springfield. And while we go check it out, why don't you enjoy a seldom heard, extra long version of Inagata DeVita? Michael Jackson? What such a thing happens once in a blue moon? They don't ever say where he's going. They don't say at the Simpsons house. So how the hell does everybody like like how does yeah, that they know just know he's coming to Springfield? Hmm. And then I guess word got around John 316. Hmm. That was some guy who was going around at the time and doing that uh, and bringing the John 316 sign to like sporting events and stuff. And so I hereby declare that Route 401. Yeah, boxing and sporting and stuff. There's a thriller album. Drawn pretty well. Looks pretty good. Looks pretty much like it. I love how they, they can't see. Like, the windows aren't tinted. They should see that it's not Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. No, we actually, we don't see him in this view either. Thanks, everybody. It's great to be saved. We want Michael. We want Michael. We want Michael. Here he is. Here's the guy you want to see. Oh, there's somebody wearing a USA for Africa shirt. Look at that. He's 300 pounds. He's white. He's dressed without flair. <laughs> <laughs> he's also like six foot two. Yeah, nobody, nobody mentioned that. Yeah, he's huge. You owe us Michael Jackson. Don't ever show your face around here again, you tool. I always love that when like the bullies harass Bart right in front of his own family and they do nothing. And before I join them, I have one question. Today is my birthday. You promised you'd get me something, and and I'm afraid to ask. You know, maybe you should trust that instinct and not ask. I thought so. Oh, Bart, you. <laughs> also, most uh, Bart and Lisa episodes I like, anyways, because of the dynamic. Like, yes, this is a, the MJ episode, but it is a Bart and Lisa, like, sibling episode. Yeah, it really takes a turn, right? Like, it, it goes from Homer going to the loony bin, to the hype of Michael Jackson being in Springfield, to the um, separation of Bart and Lisa's, I guess, closeness. No, I wrote them a song. To show that I cared. I can't write a song. I'm only ten. Only ten? When I was your age, I had six gold records. Hey, Looney Tunes, this is what Michael Jackson looks like. You look like a big fat mental patient. <laughs> You'd be amazed how often I hear that. Just leave me alone. Look, boy, either Michael Jackson is some guy working in a recording. I saw a uh, picture on Twitter to work on this song. not too long ago of uh, some guy who posted a picture with Michael Jackson. He's like, I had uh, this picture taken years ago with Michael Jackson. It's clearly not. Like, it kind of looks like Michael Jackson, but it, it's definitely somebody who's not Michael Jackson. And uh, he's like, who the hell did I take this picture with? <laughs> oh, there was a viral uh, video where someone thought they were partying with Denzel. Yes, I remember yeah. that. Bart, we've got to get to your real feelings about your sister. I don't have any. Well, let's go look at her. Maybe that'll help. Oh, she looks sad. That's because she knows you're looking at her. 
I feel like they had to add that to take away the creep factor. Yeah. Maybe. Or just, it is a great misdirection in itself. What happens to you when you turn in? Well, your training wheels come off your bike. Good. That's good. <laughs> the training wheels come off your bike. You start to notice boys you like. <laughs> you just putting that in because it's commercial. <laughs> I always hated that um, little bit of dialogue there where Bart says you're just putting that in because it's commercial and then he kind of laughs and then nothing happens and then like it's just over. Yeah. And then, like, you it, know, it's next like they, couldn't, they couldn't figure up with a good line for Jackson to say. Lisa. Lisa. It's kind of his identity, not really, not, not really commercial, but more like his identity. Yeah. I love how he literally just plugs her nose. <laughs> And one of the best songs ever in yeah. The Simpsons. One of the catchiest the, ones. Probably the first real great one of the show up to this point. When it comes to actual lines, Jackson really didn't have that many, right? When you not count in the singing portions, which weren't him. True, yeah. But if he truly did have a lot to do with uh, the episode's story, you know, he did a good job. Yeah, yeah, he wanted the song with Bart, so I like how Homer's sleeping with his certificate that he's not mental. Oh, there's a rabbit. Yeah, another life in hell rabbit. Imagine paying like like you had to pay for Michael Jackson. I don't know what his whatever his asking amount was, and then paying for a guy who sounds like Michael Jackson. Right. Well, I guess because it was at the request of Michael Jackson, you kind of have to do it. Yeah. Also, I don't think if you turn that type of garbage can upside down, if if you do, if you have that garbage can, it's not going to make that sound. Somebody should have been fired for that blender. Well, you know the the crazy uh, native head in the basement makes uh, garbage cans sound like that, Nick. <laughs> That's true. All of a sudden, everybody was smiling at me, and I was only doing good. And they make the Simpsons meet a guy who thinks he's Michael Jackson. Yeah, misdirection. Which one of us is truly crazy? Not me. I got this. <laughs> a credit to dementia. dementia. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot it just ends with him. I always thought there was. Ah, yeah, there's a song. Okay. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute. Doesn't, don't they play it again? This is kind of like a remix version of it. That, yeah. And you know it's a sign of a good song when you'll be singing it over and over again throughout the day. It's catchy. And, uh, yeah. Good and, vibe. And you're not like mad at it. You're like, oh, I'm mad that I have this stupid song stuck in my head. Um, it, it is a really catchy, groovy song. Kudos to uh, uh, them for coming up with this one. Very nice. Good stuff. Good stuff indeed. How do you feel after after watching it again yeah. after all these years? This is um, far and away better than anything that we've seen in season one or two. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, you're were, going that far. Okay. Yeah, there were three different storylines all packed in here, and they all worked, and they flowed nicely into each other, something that will be a common theme, especially later on when the intro to the episodes doesn't really have anything to do with the grand story, but they still make it work in a way. Um, 
this was awesome because you had good Homer stuff, you had good Bart stuff. They made Lisa work. Um, there were a whole bunch of good jokes visually, uh, misdirections, great just creative writing in general. Michael Jackson and pop culture references like the John three sixteen guy, the We Are Africa shirt. So much of this episode works. Uh, far and away the best episode that we have seen thus far. I'm sticking with my nine point five. What do you got? Sticking with your 9.5? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to bump it up to 9.2. I'm not going to okay. meet you at 9.5. I do think it's a great episode. Uh, one of the better ones that we've seen so far. And there's a lot more coming down the pipe um, this season that are also really good. Uh, to your point, yeah, it had the kind of everything that you would need to make a great Simpsons episode, which is three good stories that are all intertwined with good gags, references, music. Uh, we also, you know, it's really hard to have a bad episode when you have a itchy and scratchy in there. Um, that's sure, always yeah. like out, out of everything that didn't need to be in there, but that's like kind of like a cherry on top that they threw in an itchy and scratchy. Um, but yeah, a great episode. Uh, favorite gag, Nick? What, what was your favorite gag? I, uh, when they're in the mental institution and like the fact that I, it's, it's so great that he says the guy can multiply or add whatever, any two numbers in his head and <laughs> instantly. And the fact that Homer's first thing that he goes to, instead of like 12,868 divided by 3,402, he just goes nine times five, <laughs> 45. Yeah. And is impressed. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've always loved that. That, uh, that's gotta be my favorite one. Um, it's it's a subtle thing, but I love those type of random jokes. Uh, what do you got for this one? So my favorite gag also takes place in the mental in uh, institution. So I really love the movie uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Uh, so the fact that they used um, uh, what is his name? Uh, the guy Chief? who doesn't talk. Yes, Chief. The fact, <laughs> I love that. It was just funny. It's like, hey, Chief. Hello. It's just like, oh, my gosh. Everyone runs over and they're writing stuff down, like his like psyche profile. It's like, well, it's about time someone said, like, hello to me. Yeah. Yeah, um, maybe that's why he just didn't talk. Has no, that's great. That is great. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, that was my favorite. Um, yeah, and it was to, a good episode. Yeah, and to think those two things happened within about a 20-second span in – act uh what two that happens in and there's so much going through this episode um like the itchy and scratchy the great song that we get at the end um and all sorts of misdirections like lisa when uh, they're looking at her th uh, through the window from the treehouse all sorts of good stuff they knew that they had to hit it out of the they had to have they had to have said we gotta make this one really really great because everyone's gonna be watching and of our early chunk this is gonna be the one um, I know that you can say this, this is hindsight, but they must have had the foresight at the time to think people are going to, they're going to remember this one. Yeah. And, and I, I would say with the controversy, it almost breathes uh, new light into the episode. Usually when you tell someone not to watch something, they'll seek it out. Of course. Yeah. It's that all, it's that whole thing of uh, reverse psychology almost. Um, yeah. Uh, people will seek it out. And I, I guarantee you, if you watch this episode, without any of the context because it's not really heavy on Michael Jackson, the person it's just that he's kind of in it. Um, you'll go like, Oh, what's the big deal with them pulling it? If you, if you are able to do what you said earlier, Shane, and that is separate the art and the story and the characters from the person and 
the allegations that were thrown um, at them because it is a fantastic uh, episode. I'm, I'm, I'm really glad uh, that we finally got to this one because I've been looking forward to it uh, for a while. I knew we both would have a lot to say. Um, next yeah. one I'm kind of interested in, in. I think we're going to have a lot to say but for different reasons because it is uh, an episode that starts really strong and I think kind of gets too political. That's Mr. Lisa goes to Washington. Um, yep. I, character I, I building th- episode for Lisa. Yeah. Very much so. I think it's going to be one of those ones that starts strong and then kind of fades toward the end. Um, kind of like um, Bart gets hit by a car uh, where it just kind of tailed off and didn't really go anywhere that was very funny or interesting. And I think this one is an overly serious one that we're probably going to that that's how I feel, but we'll see. That's the whole point of the show. And you know what the whole point of an ending is, is to give you time to listen to Shane plug away at things. So Shane, go ahead. Uh, yes. I think this episode actually helped my voice um, somehow, but uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe it was my, uh, you forcing me to sing at the beginning that I got the frog out of my, out of my throat. Uh, so yeah, please follow us uh, at Simpsons underscore EBE on Twitter uh, Nick does all sorts of like awesome stuff on there, polls and all those polls and everything gets discussed in the show. So if you want to be a part of the show, that's like, that's the best way to do it. Uh, whichever platform you're listening to us on, I know most of you are probably on iTunes and Spotify, but if you could uh, subscribe or rate us or uh, leave a comment or whatever, um, that'd be super helpful. Uh, take you like a minute and it would help our show. Uh, and then if you really want to go the extra mile, uh, there's a... Uh, buy me a coffee link uh, in the episode description. So, you know, kind of like what the title it, uh, uh, communicates is you can donate like a couple bucks to Nick and I, and we'll use it to uh, buy a beverage. Oh, and uh, two new episodes every Friday, regardless of what you do. <laughs> regardless of uh, what you do, even if you give 15 cents or no cents, or if you cancel us, we're still going to make... Um, some episodes but we're we're always glad that you're along for the ride hope you enjoyed this one the the nostalgic memories uh this one brought along with it and uh, we'll see what mr lisa goes to washington brings to the table uh in season three episode two thanks for listening as always um shane my challenge for you this one is to play us out with something that will remind you of like a 90s pop not michael jackson but like simpsons related that reminds you of 90s pop music okay Done. That's the challenge. We'll talk to you later. Oh, say can you rock? There's trouble in a far off nation. Time to get in love formation. Your love's more deadly than Saddam. And that's why I gotta drop the bomb. Party, party!